0: Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn, and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, overdrinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight, watching porn, or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible? You were in your power when you were unstoppable back when you were the man. But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time? Unmotivated? Stressed? Worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap. You half-ass your workouts. Your health is slipping. Your finances are slipping. Your marriage is slipping. Your parenting is slipping. Your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me. I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our Shredded Fathers Brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to ShreddedFathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up. Move. Today, my featured guest is Father Chuck Dornquist, and he is the Director of Vocations here in Tampa, Florida, in my little home city here, uh, for the Diocese of Saint Petersburg, you can find him at dosp.org, dosp.org, and again, that's Father Chuck Dornquest. And we're going to speak about his faith journey, about how he became a priest, what God has done in his life, what God is calling him to do now, and his role as director of vocations and what he gets to see on a daily basis. And what he gets to see, I suspect, is you and I, BC Nation, Catholic Nation, and he gets to see our struggles. He gets to see our insecurities. He gets to see us wrestling with a vocation that maybe is right in front of us, but we're resisting, and God's pulling us into that joy and fulfillment, that life ahead of us, and we're blocking his blessings. Maybe that's you. I've done it. All right, so Father Chuck, welcome to Broken Catholic um, thank you for being here, and go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that, that very short intro that I did for you. Yeah, so thank you, Joseph.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm a priest for the Diocese of St. Petersburg. I've been a priest for uh, four years now, um, and uh, yeah, born and raised in the small town of Zephyr Hills. Um, received my Bachelor in Philosophy from St. John Vinnie in Miami, uh, Master's mm-hmm. in Divinity from St. Vincent de Paul Seminary in Boynton Beach, uh, spent four years as the associate pastor of St. Lawrence in Tampa, uh, where um, I was involved at Tampa Catholic High School, Academy of the Holy Names, a little bit of Jesuit high school, did a lot of youth, young adult ministry, did a lot with uh, our hospitals and homebounds and um, uh, was team priest for the, the Buccaneers, which is my uh, my humble brag when we're winning. Uh, it's not so great to point out sometimes like uh, after last weekend. Um, yes. It makes it a little bit more difficult. But, um, but yeah, and then uh, for the last three months, I've been director of vocations for our diocese, uh, which ultimately means I get to be present in every parish, every school in our diocese. So that's a, a five-county area uh, to promote vocations, to, to build up a culture of vocation and understanding of vocation in our diocese, uh, and then to accompany and walk with, uh, in particular, those men whom the Lord is calling towards diocesan priesthood. Uh, and to be able to journey with them uh, towards uh, that calling if it's theirs to have.
0: Mm. So obviously your schedule is quite packed, I would suspect, if you're running five counties like that. You've been on the job in this new role for only three months, and you, you really get to see a lot of probably, I'm guessing, what's working, what could be working better, what can be approved upon, etc. We won't really go there um, because, you know, it's what's so, right? And it's, it's in any type of large institution. Yep. Um, but before we get into that, I really want to get into your faith journey. And when did you first experience God, like in a real and tangible way in your own life? What age were you? And kind of paint us that story, if you would.
1: Yeah, so um, I... I so my parents both um, came back to the faith. Um, they, they chose, uh, though, at one point to, to raise me and my younger sister um, in, in the faith. And so uh, going to church as a child was something that we did, uh, being involved in CCD or faith formation. Um, our, our parents, my family, we, we weren't financially well off. Um, so my family was the family that uh, received the Christmas gifts from the parish, um, the, the Thanksgiving turkey, the, the canned food drives, like my family, uh, we, we were the ones who had received that. Um, so one, I'm like, I'm super grateful <laughs> to those families who gave us a Christmas. Um, um, uh, so in the midst of, of, of that, um, uh, I, I had a, a deep understanding that um, the, the people at my church really cared for me. Um, I liked being there because they liked me. Um, they supported my family, um, uh, but I, I suppose when it became um, when it became about like me and Jesus uh, or, or when there was an encounter that that shifted it to a different level, um, that was my freshman year of high school, uh, a moment in what 's called Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. So um, we, we believe as Catholics that the Eucharist is um, that Jesus wants to give himself to us in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul and divinity. Uh, And so it was in a moment of adoring that gift um, that that the Lord really got a hold of my heart. Um, It it was funny. A lot of, so as a freshman in high school, I was like 13, 14. um, uh, A lot of people around me um, uh, were having emotional experiences and I wasn't experiencing anything. So I thought there was something wrong with me. (laughs) Um, And then the priest came in and the priest uh, gave us a special blessing in that moment using the blessed sacrament um and uh and something happened in my heart those it was like in in the same the same moment two different things happened one um was that i felt incredibly and authentically loved um Mm -hmm. genuinely like in the midst of all the brokenness that i come from and and my family dynamic and everything that i chuck dornquist was loved and and known and i was known and loved um and then in that very same moment uh, and that love came in, but also there was something pushing me to go out, um, of, of making that love. Like if there's anything I could ever give to the world, like the most meaningful and beautiful thing I could ever give someone wouldn't be like my skills as a speaker or because I'm a big guy, my skills are like a, in sports. Um, it, it would be to give them that, that encounter with love to give them Jesus Christ. So freshman in high school, uh, I felt loved and I wanted to give love. I wanted to give Jesus, um, And that was, that was the life changing moment. It's everything's really hinged. The rest of my life is hinged off of that, uh, that Saturday night um, uh, on retreat.
0: Okay. So BC nation, you're listening uh, to father Chuck uh, speak about his first encounter with God, this real um, experience uh, from within. And I know that some of you have never had that experience and you've wanted it. You've been searching for it your whole life and you just don't know how to find it. And maybe you were like me, you were searching for it in all the wrong places. And I believe that God wants to offer it to every single one of his precious children and most of the time, we just don't know how to get there on our own. So, Father Chuck, if you could speak to my listener right now, wherever they are, and they're at that place uh, where they're desiring this one-on-one experience, experiential encounter with Jesus, the creator of the entire bleeping universe around us, and, but they've never known how to access him like that Now, I get that you were age 13, 14, but maybe they're age 40, 41 right now or in their 60s and they still haven't experienced that. And they're thinking maybe something's wrong with them because they see everyone else around them has gone through something like that or similar. What would you say to them right now um, to help them at least move them one step closer to creating that access with Jesus in their heart?
1: That's a beautiful question. Um, uh, one uh, that that that's that experience in high school um, uh, was the first time that I came to know Christ in that way. Uh, I, I I don't think it's it's fair to say that it's that it's the um, the only time or the first time that I really came to know God. Like my my family, in the, in the midst of all their brokenness, um, revealed God to me. My my church community, going to mass, the music those there are elements there um, that um, that was a particular gift in a particular time that I do believe. If you're absolutely right, the Lord desires for each and every one of us to experience. Um, uh, but I can tell you, like there, there's there are times afterwards, and 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 I was in seminary for nine years, and it's like, all right, Jesus, where the hell did you go? All right, you were there at that time. Where 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 are you now? Um, and so often the, the biggest inhibition to my encounter with the Lord is actually my own plans for myself, my own plans for what that encounter looks like, my own expectations. Um, uh, so often it's it's when I sit before the Lord, uh, absolutely aware of my utter poverty. I just that I'm poor, Lord. Like I I, I don't have it. I don't have um, I don't have what it takes, and and so you you have to show up. I I need you. Um, it's 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 when my prayer is in line with my poverty, that's oftentimes when the Lord does um, is very generous. Um, but if I go into prayer with an expectation that this is what it's going to look like, this is what's going to be, um, that's that 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 can create obstacles for me in my own personal life and, and encountering Jesus there now.
0: So what does that look like for our listener right now? Like what, what would be a practical one, two, or three steps they could take to align their prayer with their poverty?
1: Jesus, I don't know how to talk to you. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to have this relationship with you. So I need you, to, I need you to take over. Jesus, I don't know how to be holy. I don't know how to have a relationship with you. Um, I, I need you to, to act in me. I need you. I, I don't know how to break away from my sin. I don't know how to, to move away from, from this. I don't know how to get out of my brokenness or my family. So, Jesus, I need you to be Jesus. Like, I give you permission. I surrender. Like, honestly, that, those are the words that I say every day. That's
0: BC Nation, you hear me on this show week after week uh, hopefully teach you the surrender prayer. And it looks like, father, I surrender to you blank and then fill in the blank with whatever it is you're struggling with. You're stopped in, you're stuck in, you're, you're stagnant in whatever it is. Or in this situation, what father Chuck is saying is, you know, surrender uh, that lack of experiencing Jesus or not knowing how to like surrender that to God. And it looks like those very words, it's, father or Jesus, I give you permission to blank, like to step into my heart and break through the walls I have up, whatever that looks like and put it in your own language. But I I agree with father so much. The specific words to use is father or Jesus, I surrender to you and then blank. And then I give to you blank. And that's the secret recipe. Anything you want to add to that father?
1: yeah is that it also be so it's it's um, it, it's it's not like I can say those things and while at the same time be doing whatever the hell I want um, that it's it 's got to be in line with with my heart and how i'm living so like that i'm i 'm moving towards this so Jesus I surrender, and that means the my my decisions for my life, my choices of who I hang out with how I spend my time, what I spend my money on. And all those things are online line with Jesus. I surrender my life, Father. I surrender myself to you. Um, and really allowing, allowing God to be God. Mm. Uh, not, not being God ourselves or determining God, but allowing God to do that in our lives.
0: So let me ask you this, Father, right? Just to break it down to real simple for anyone listening right now. I used to uh, go to strip clubs, right? And spend a lot of my money and just waste it right? And I paid for girl's affection. And I knew it was wrong, but I was young in my 20s, and I was just out doing it. Now, if my goal is to uh, meet the woman of my dreams, and God please bless me with a godly woman, and then my behavior is I'm out at strip clubs, right? Wasting my money. What I'm hearing you say is I got to go clean up my behavior first before I can Uh, pray that prayer of surrender with authenticity. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a both and Um, you've, you've absolutely gotta be, uh, so you you have to, you have to follow up uh, in your life. It's, and so, and it doesn't even have to be strict clubs. Um, I mean, that's, it's a matter of like uh, if I choose to go drinking and instead of finding, trying to find peace or joy and, and sitting before the Lord that I'm, I'm trying to numb myself to whatever my my, my pain is right now in my name. So I turn to, to my friend Jack Daniels uh, or, or Miss Mary Jane to try and uh, feel better about my life or to disconnect or to numb myself. Um, when I do that, it means I'm surrendering to those things rather than surrendering to Jesus Christ. Uh, and if we know anything of, like, of, of who Jesus is, um, he's not tepid. Like he wants us to give everything to him. He's passionate. He goes full tilt. He's 100%. He gives. Um, and so uh, the invitation is for, for you and I to, to be fully oriented towards receiving that as well. Uh, understanding that there's places where addiction enters in and, uh, and where there's um, a, a, a tendency for our old habits to stay. Um, but recognizing to even surrender those like, Lord, I don't want to keep going to those places. I surrender my desire for that. I surrender my understanding of that being something as a part of my life. Um, and to keep keep going at it, keep trying to, um, to surrender it all.
0: Mm, that's such good advice. So BC Nation, we're speaking with Father Chuck Donquist. Uh, he's the Director of Vocations at Diocese of St. Petersburg uh, here in Tampa, Florida. You can find him at dosp.org. And we're speaking about his uh, faith journey. Uh, how he first experienced God in a real intangible way and how you can do it too and what might be blocking you. And I've given one or two examples from my own life. Um, And he's also speaking about surrendering, surrendering um, that lack of control that you feel in your life, that powerlessness over possibly addictions or other things in your life, things that you just wanna numb the pain with and not be present in your your life anymore. Um, And father Chuck is saying listen surrender it to jesus rather than to these false gods and when you give it to him He's all in and father chuck. Here's my question When jesus tilts fully in to us when we lean into him Is that what scares us is that what holds us back from giving him everything because we are afraid that When we lean into jesus and surrender the thing behind the thing that we're holding on to that's blocking We know that he's a faithful God. So he's going to come in and consume our life, which means turn it upside down and backwards, which means change. And I have to change my behaviors and my lifestyle and all these other things. And we avoid it at all costs. Is that what's blocking?
1: I think that's, that's absolutely part of it. Um, so yes, yes. Uh, But again, I'm going to bring it back to not just the, 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 that, that dramatic side, but like the work I do with vocations, so say when it's a young man or young woman who experiences the Lord inviting them to consider priesthood or religious life, now that's that's a subtle voice that they hear inside of themselves saying, I want you to give everything over to me and I want you to follow me. Uh, and and like, then they have to go change their pants because suddenly like they're feeling that call and they don't know what to do with it. But they face a similar reality. The question I think that, that they face, that I often face, is, um, or, or the doubt is, is, is will the Lord end up disappointing me? Mm. Um, if I trust him, if I trust this that's happening to me right now, if I, if I, if I really do lean into it, if I surrender to it and I allow the Lord's presence to become everything in my life, what about three months from now? Or what about, what about next week? What about six months? What about five years from now? Like, will I still be happy? Will the Lord still take care of me? Will he, give, will he be enough for me? <laughs> that's, that's the question. That was, that was my question in seminary. Like, Jesus, I love women. I want to have kids. I, are you enough for me? Which he said, of course I'm enough for you, you dummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, that's the question I'm hearing. Is God's best for me better than my best for me? Yeah that 's really what it comes down to b c nation is god 's best for you better than you, what you think is your best for you, and anybody that has gone through it and leaned all in and Father Chuck has done it, others have done it, and it may not just be in you know uh, the vocational life, but like i 've done it as laity, I leaned all in, I gave God my businesses, and, and I was scared I was like because there was no next step, and I was like, well God, what like i can 't give you the the thing that's providing for my lifestyle, paying my bills. this is my security, and you haven't even shown me what 's next like how do how am I supposed to trust this something better and and God always says the same thing: Just trust me, just trust me, I am faithful, I am your father like I have good plan for you. And and BC Nation, I just want to speak this encouragement into you because I did trust him. Father Chuck trusted him. And Father Chuck, would you say it's better on the other side?
1: Uh, every day. So it's not just a decision I made once. It's a decision I make every day.
0: Amen to that. All right, so let's get into vocations because I want to talk about that, right? You've been director of vocations for the past three months only. That's new. It's Woo-hoo! daunting. Woohoo! Um, right, it's a lot to take on, and and what's the biggest thing you see uh, young men and women wrestling with, struggling with, when you can clearly see there's a calling on their life, but maybe they don't see it or they're resisting it.
1: So it's it's back to that same question of will the Lord be enough for me? Will, will He make me happy? Um, uh, they so they get a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on our young people to have normal lives, to go to college um, to, to, to experience, you know, what the world has to offer, um, their parents, their family members pressure them into, or expect, have that expectation of them. Um, and so when they have that stirring, that call, that thinking that maybe they're called to be a priest, um, it can be incredibly hard to say yes, because it's going against that, that normal expectation. And, and then the question is, is Jesus going to satisfy me? Will I be okay? Will my family be okay if I go into this? Uh, Lord, will you will you take care of these things?
0: So, what is, what is something you would want to say to all those individuals that are wrestling with those questions right now? Maybe one of them is listening right here, right now. Um, and what's the thing that you hope they hear when you share with them about? Hey, it's going to be good. It's going to be better. God's, God's best for you is so much better than anything you can imagine. Like, what do you want to say to them that they're just not getting?
1: Let Jesus be. Let, let Jesus be enough. Like, draw near. Let him hold you. Let him, let him, let him, let him be with you. Um, that's, that's the same goal of my life each and every day. Um, And if, and and in doing that, it's a different approach to vocations, by the way, I I believe that the closer we grow to Jesus Christ, the more you and I grow in holiness, the more easy it is to recognize what our vocation is, Mm. because ultimately vocation is a matter of service. It's Lord, I want to be holy. I want to be consumed by you. And then the Lord reveals that I want you to serve these people, or I want you to serve this person and to serve your spouse. And that's, that's, the, that's the one-two punch of vocation. It's growing in holiness and then learning who it is that Jesus asked me to serve. So,
0: so what I just heard you said, sorry to jump in there, but that's what I do on this show, right? So what I just heard you say is that the burning question we all have, like uh, two questions, who am I, why am I here, right? Purpose, more books written on purpose than any other subject matter really, is if you want to find your purpose, then grow in holiness. Yes. Like, yeah. is it that simple? I know it's yeah. not easy, but is it that simple?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the end all be all hundred percent. You want to grow in purpose, your meaning in life, anything else, grow closer to Jesus Christ, grow in holiness.
0: I think we should just stop the show right there. Cause we just <laughs> solved like half the world's problems right there, father. Like that's powerful stuff. Like, and, and I agree with it cause I lived it out BC nation, but I did it the, I did it upside down and backwards, like painful, like to find, to get to that conclusion. I I, I kept trying to find it myself without God. And, and it's impossible to find your purpose without your creator involved. Why? Because he created you in his image and likeness. So your purpose is attached to him, whether you like it or not, or want to admit it or not. True or true father. True. true. All right, so let's uh, get to my favorite part of the show. Obviously, we run out of time real quickly on this show because we we're talking some deep stuff. Um, but welcome to the confession round. Woo! I love saying that to a Catholic priest, by the way. <laughs> welcome to the confession round. So, Father, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. Uh, you'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready?
1: Good.
0: All right, Father, what's your favorite thing about God?
1: Uh, that he loves me.
0: Hmm. What's your least favorite thing about God? That he loves me. <laughs> Tell me more. What do you mean by that? Um, because if he didn't love
1: me, then, 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 um, then I could do whatever I wanted.
0: Oh, because, yes.
1: Because there's this unconditional, unassuming gift of love constantly being poured out to me. Like that, I, I want to respond to that. I want to receive it. I want to be consumed by it. I want to give it to others. Like if, if God was indifferent to my life, that would be so much easier because then, then I could be apathetic. I could be a zombie and I could just consume everything. That's but right. this God of love who loves me uh, and you, um, that means my life is wrecked in a beautiful way.
0: <laughs> wow. Beautifully wrecked, BC Nation. Father, what are you most afraid of?
1: Um, Failing. Uh, failing to, to accomplish my Father's will. Um, I'm afraid that my, my own sinfulness, brokenness, becomes obstacles to other people encountering um, the love of Jesus Christ.
0: Mm. You know, I wrestle with that as well. And, and sometimes it's really difficult to go back to that through my brokenness, through yeah. your brokenness, right? We are made strong, right? Because it's God that comes through. All right. So what did you w- spend way too much time doing in your twenties? <laughs> um, studying. <laughs> Got it. What's what's he- from 17 right.
1: to 26. So nine years, um,
0: was, was in school. That's a lot of studying. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, that
1: they are, um, uh, impervious to to love, to grace, uh, that their their hearts are too hardened, um, that the charisma, uh, the the past, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, that it won't work. Um, so that ultimately, my secret fear, the fear that's unsubstantiated, is that the Holy Spirit can't crack hearts. That's the fear. That's what sneaks in there if you want to.
0: So. I love it, and it you know it's such an irrational, logical fear because you know the very one that created hearts can't crack hearts, right? But it's it's human. It's a human fear. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God?
1: Mm, I wish I would have learned sooner of how much he loves me. Um of the father's embrace. Um and there was a lot of it uh, come from a lot of brokenness. So to
0: have had that younger would have been a huge gift. Yeah, I get that. What's a new habit you want to form? Uh, exercising. <laughs> Come on, you're an athlete. Let's go. Let's, place athlete. A, let's play some football. It's been a while, yeah. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Um, uh, I'm a workaholic. So I
1: will, I'll spend a ton of time, uh, planning, prepping, uh, emailing, creating. Um, um and so that's often like, I'll get my prayer time in, I get my work in, but I'll, I'll replace work with, uh, with exercise any day.
0: Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Um, beloved, uh, strong, um, courageous.
0: Pick three words to describe who you are before you experienced God in your heart.
1: Um, um, uh, what's a word? I wanted to impress people. Um, so I don't know how to say that. Um, fearful and... Um, Unconfident, disconfident, not, not confident, whatever the opposite of confident is.
0: Insecure. Insecure, that's the word. That's the word. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died. I think I do. <laughs> no, but I mean like actually visit. Visit planet Earth. After you died, tell your family and friends and those you love dearest. Only one piece of advice. What would you say to them?
1: Stop trying so hard. Stop trying to make yourself happy. Stop. Stop trying so hard to control everything. Um, you are loved, so you don't. You don't have to 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 work your your your, your arse off in order to try and impress people. Um,
0: stop trying so hard. Stop trying so hard, BC Nation. Father, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not?
1: Yeah. So. Um, I kind of skipped over and I apologize. It's important to, for people to know, like, priests don't come from perfect environments. Um, my um, my dad was a long haul truck driver, diesel mechanic, and eventually got hooked on uh, Oxy and opioids. And he's, uh, he's one of the statistics of someone who's died because of an opioid addiction. Um, my mom was a cook at a Red Lobster. Uh, I, I very much come from um, a... a, a a broken dynamic in family. Um, and family, and yet the father accomplishes amazing things, um, sets me free, and, and through those wounds, and, and there are deep wounds from that, um, through those wounds allows for me to be a, a place of grace for many others, and in those, precisely those wounds that, that his grace seeps in and acts, um, so uh, brokenness does not limit our father's ability to work through us.
0: BC Nation your brokenness does not limit God's ability to work in you and through you in others so be confident and courageous now what's the best way for BC Nation to reach out to you if they so choose or if one of my listeners father feels they have a vocation just wants to explore it and they're somewhere on planet earth how they I'm get in touch <laughs> they have to be, a, you got to fly to Tampa, people, okay? You just got to fly to Tampa. It's beautiful and sunny here, but go ahead, Father. How do they reach you?
1: Yeah, so DOSP.org slash vocations. I'm also on Instagram at fr.chuck, uh, on Facebook uh, and on Twitter. Um, those are the, yeah. So, yeah, that's
0: it. All right, Father Chuck, you're awesome. I nice like here. you, right? And I got to see you, and I can't share the story now because we're out of time. But I got to see you, you know, with some f- close friends of mine, just go out of your way to really serve them in a time of grief, uh, grieving and loss in their life. And uh, I, I know specifically that those friends were ready to leave the church um, and shared that with me in confidence. And it w- they prayed like one last prayer, like, and God brought you into their life. And you were the priest or person um, that really brought them into the father's fold into his love when they felt that at their lowest at their most lost and and abandoned and rejected um and preserved uh their faith and and brought them into stronger relationship with God. so I just want to say um, because oftentimes we don't hear the feedback of some of the fruitfulness that's being done through us. So I just wanted to say that to you so that you hear it, um, that you really showed up for them and you are the very reason uh, that they didn't run from God Um, and things could be a lot worse off for them right now. So thank you for that on behalf of my friends.
1: That's a privilege.
0: All right. And may God uh, bless you with his peace, love, and joy in your life. Father Chuck and BC nation. We'll see you next week here. Go uh, visit father Chuck at dosp.org forward slash vocations, reach out to him um, and really see what he's up to. And if you're being called in any way and you have a vocation, if you even want to just chat with him, I'm sure that's fine. Uh, reach out and explore that conversation. Don't close it off because one thing we know about the Holy spirit, he will keep coming back. He will keep nagging on your heart, right? Because you are loved and you have purpose. BC nation. We'll see you next week. God bless. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, over drinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight, watching porn, or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible? You were in your power when you were unstoppable back when you were the man. But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time, unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap, you half ass your workouts, your health is slipping, your finances are slipping, your marriage is slipping, your parenting is slipping, your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me, I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our Shredded Fathers Brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to ShreddedFathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up. Move.